Welcome to an all-new episode of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corgan, Director of Media for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We have a jam-packed show for you today, literally. Uh, after a, we had a Monday off, a rare Monday off when it comes to uh, the SJHL Weekly. So as a result, we are loading up SJHL Insider today and we're going to be joined by our co-hosts for SJHL Weekly, both Jamie Nugabauer and Rory McGoran on the show today. So a double dose of guests on SJHL Insider, but lots to get to when it comes to the world of the SJHL since the last time we have had a show. So no time like the present then to get right into it, but we have to give a big shout out to our sponsors quickly first. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Tourism Saskatchewan, SGI Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Young's Equipment. Thank you so much for your support because, again, without your support, these shows would not be possible. So thank you very much. Uh, time to bring in our co-host, Clark Monroe. Clark, how are we doing today? Wonderfully. We're doing wonderfully. 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 Yep, wonderfully. Okay. Uh, you know, it's really freezing cold outside, but that just makes uh, being inside a nice warm building that much better. I was going to say, that's partially why I went with the SJHL hoodie today. Yes. Bit brisk. Bit brisk. In Saskatchewan. A little bit cold. Hopefully everybody is uh, staying warm, but yeah. uh, because this is a jam-packed show let's get right into uh, your favorite segment yes we have to get right into it the hat trick everybody hey no sound effects sorry Kyle is gonna get mad at you sorry sorry Kyle uh, if he doesn't get mad at you then I'm gonna get mad at him because he only got mad at me then. yeah and then it's playing favorites that's not fair we playing don't want favorites. that we don't want we don't that like happening that. Um, I don't think Kyle's a pretty impartial guy so I don't think that'll happen he'll get mad at me um, we're starting to see X's in the standings and I know we're gonna get to that in a second there's a lot of interesting things happening on the ice but there's also some stuff happening off the ice so for topic number one Jeremy I'm just going to call it news and notes. Yes. And we'll go from there. Now, there are some things that happened, so I'll let you get into it. Yes. Lots of news and notes uh, in the span of the last 48 hours, really, in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. Uh, first and foremost would be the announcement which came out Tuesday morning? Or was that yesterday? It's all blurring Wednesday together morning, for me. Uh, where the Kindersley Clippers and head coach and GM Ken Plaquin have uh, come to an agreement to... Uh, essentially part ways. So as a result, um, there will be a, they're looking for a new head coach and general manager in uh, Kindersley. Um, so that's kind of some big news coming down the pipe from the Kindersley Clippers. Obviously, I mean, we've talked about the Clippers this year, tough year for them. Um, maybe there's some games where they felt like they were probably deserved some better fate in the games. Um, but, you know, a, a tough, it's never a an easy thing a it's not an easy thing to talk about and b it's a, always a difficult decision you know for an organization to make something like this especially with uh about nine games left for the kindersley clippers but assistant coach uh tyler trapped out is going to fill in for uh he's going to be the interim head coach and general manager and then it, they'll name a new head coach uh when it comes to the off season um also for news and notes and this came out this morning very yes. exciting and we'll dive into it with one of our guests Matthew Van Blair, comma, the humble Broncos, has committed to play for Michigan Tech, NCAA Division I yep. uh, com news. commitment. And I mean, they continue to pile it on in, in, in Humboldt when it comes to the Division I commitments. So congratulations to Matthew Van Blair, comma, I mean, he lit it up at the SJHL-MJHL showcase. Yeah. And uh, he's lit it up ever since he's joined the Broncos earlier on the season. Reigning Rookie of the Week as well yep. for Direct West, of course. Got to mention that. And, you know, it's 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 great to see because we talked about this with Riley Ash. We talked about this with Karsten Cater. Right. The 16-year-old talent 
in this province is so deep good. and good. And just to see another example of, you know, the stay here, play here model, for example, the hashtag mm-hmm. stay here, play here, um, just to see it pay off again is another great decision by Matthew Van, Bla- Van Blaircom, and it's just paying off. And he's earned it. If you mm-hmm. look at his numbers, they are wildly good. Uh, and he's just showing that, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in this league and mm-hmm. in this province uh, and the SJHL paying off once again. And it's, I think he has a, and Rory can correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, he'll tell a, you. A point, oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> he'll, uh, <laughs> he has a point eight points per game so he's almost like for his out how, how joining the broncos partially midway through the season uh i mean he's he's fit in like a glove uh with yeah. them and then also took i guess cap off the news and note segments uh we have had four games in the sjhl um you know since since monday and i think the two that stand out is last night Yes, Van Bruins bounced back with a big 7-1 win over the Melville Millionaires huge two points for them uh in the standings as they're now kind of trying to get away from Weyburn and Nipwin as they kind of chomp at their yeah. heels a little bit. Yeah. But the thing I think we should talk about before we move on to the standings, Clark, we need to talk about the Balfour game on, on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. An 8-2 win over the Yorkton Terriers. Keon Bell. Anything interesting happened in that one? I mean, Keon Bell scored five goals. <laughs> He scored five goals. He's up to 49. Yeah. And now he's one goal away from hitting the 50 goal mark. And he's very close to breaking his uncle's uh, record of uh, those 52 goals in 50 games. He got a great opportunity. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was just so funny. We were just talking about this before the show. Um, on Tuesday night, we were. Uh, I got a couple of text messages from uh, Commissioner Kyle and uh, Director of Marketing Jacob Faith was in there and just like, wow, hey, Kean Bell, Kean Bell got a hat trick. And we're all like, oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Not surprised. He's done it before. Uh, Good player. Scores lots of goals. And then, I don't know, five minutes later, Jacob, wow, four goals. Four. Wow, okay, four goals. That's a great night. Historic night. Awesome for Kian. Five minutes later, five goals. And it just turned in, you know, that scene from 101 Dalmatians where it's like, 10 puppies. And then just keeps going. What a reference. reference. Um, You can tell tell who's the dad on the show. I mean, you got to watch 101 Dalmatians. You can tell who has kids on the great, show. Great movie. We'll have to ask Nugsy before he, when he logs in if uh, he's seen 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen it. Uh, but just the, you know, just kept going. I was like, is sure. he going to get six? Like it was. It got to the point where right. And he scored his last goal with almost half the third period left. So, um, anyways, let's move on. Uh, like you said, those were a couple of big games. But what they did is they affected the standings. So let's have a look at the standings uh, for the SJHL as of today. There they are. Um, now you mentioned Estevan. Uh, mm-hmm. They're kind of in. That, that that spot right now it's right. kind of separating and it's getting tighter and tighter jeremy um and the last few days have kind of affected it in, in a good way so what would you what would you say stands out for you right now well the, we continue to talk about the race for home ice advantage i think in the first round of the playoffs obviously the Balfour north stars right now and if my um with one more point, the Balfour North Stars will clinch first place in the entire SJHL home ice advantage throughout the postseason, as well as clinch the Global Ag Risk Division title. There you go. Then the battle from two to five when it comes to home ice, it continues to get uh, continues to heat up, and we'll get into it later on in the show. But the, two of those teams are playing a home and home this weekend, and oh it's going to be. A barn burner. But yeah, like I mentioned, Estevan, huge two points last night against the Melville Millionaires, kind of giving themselves some space from both Weyburn and Nipwin. Now, with that being said, Weyburn and Nipwin both have three games in hand, and if both of those teams won all three games in hand, then we're all tied with the same <laughs> amount of points. 
However, oh, it's going to get it, it, it's going to it's cool to see that there's kind of two big races still left. And you know what? Don't count out the Notre Dame Hounds. They still have no. two games in hand on both Nipwin and Waver and they're 9 points back. And they still have 10 games left. Mm-hmm. So, if they can get some points this weekend and maybe they get some help on the out of town scoreboard, Waver and Nipwin have some very difficult opponents. You know, that race near the bottom of the standings could heat up uh, even more. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it, I think the biggest thing that stands out for me is, well, you mentioned the home and home this weekend, and we'll mm-hmm. get to that. It's, don't, a, it's don't, a juicy one. Don't mention it. I'm teasing. It's a, in the industry, we call this a teaser. You, you learned that from me. <laughs> um, but if you look at the website, now I didn't show it on that graphic, but sure. there are five teams now with X's beside their names. Correct. Five teams. Battlefords, Humboldt, Flinflon, LaRange, Melfort, and actually, good, good segue, Clark. As Thank we call you. it in the biz, segues. Yep. Going from one thing to another. Yep. Um, <laughs> the There's only one team that can clinch a playoff spot this weekend, and that is uh, the Estevan Bruins. Now, that's going to require both the Notre, Dame, the Notre Dame Hounds to lose both of their games and for Estevan to win their game. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely possible. Yes. It's definitely possible. So we could see the Estevan Bruins potentially get an X beside their name in the SJHL standings. There you go. Now, a championship was handed out this week, Jeremy. It was. Did you know that? Uh, um, I did. And it's going to bring us to topic number three. The Kids Sport Cup uh, yes. has been awarded. I thought you had a graphic or something. Like, uh, I, no, like, I, it could I be the hat trick. Just, yeah, you just, could just play the hat trick again for Kids Sport again. Cup. Um, but yeah, the Kids Sport Cup, it's something we've been talking about all year long. And mm-hmm. the 1,000th goal was scored this week. Um, now, the team that won the championship, obviously, almost... Almost they almost had scored it. the thousand goal. They goal. almost had the universal championship of the kids. The uni- is that what they were calling it? I don't know. I'm going to go the with universal that. championship when you scored the 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 thousandth goal and, and you, you also win the kids. Yeah, up. and they were this close. Wow, this close. They were one. That would have been destiny. Um, but I'll let you go with who scored the goal to clinch the one thousand, and then who has won the kids. It was up. close to being Keon Bell. It was you mentioned it. It was, but it was Carson Dobson of the Nippon Hawks scoring boop, 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 boop. the one thousandth goal. Uh, to essentially secure another $20,000 raised this year as part of the Goals for Kids Port campaign yep. as a sponsorship between Sask Energy, the SJHL, uh, Kids Port Saskatchewan. So Carson Dobson, so he's going to get recognized at yes. some point uh, later on. Uh, before the play, before the postseason, before the playoffs, he's going to be recognized for scoring that 1,000th goal. So at the time, I don't think – I think it was the tying goal in the game. Yeah, I think it was, they, it was the tying goal in the game four, to make right? it 4-4. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Hawks didn't win that game. But no. at that moment, he was very excited that it was the tying goal of the game. Mm-hmm. But if he only knew. He was actually celebrating because he knew. He Oh, is he? Is uh, that, can I, you confirm that with uh, yeah, your I'm sources? Gonna say, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> We'll go with it. <laughs> he was celebrating even harder. We'll have to have Carson on the show and talk about, you know, the Because excitement. he scored the 1,000th yeah. goal. Anyways, to secure another $20,000 once again uh, for the goals for kids sport. Because, of course, every, every home goal this year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, $20 was going towards uh, goals for kids sport. So Carson yep. Dobson wins or scores the 1,000th goal. But, like you alluded to, unfortunately, Nipwin was not the team that won the Kids Sport Cup. No, the trophy is going to... The trophy is going to the Battleford's North Stars. And, I mean, they've had an unbelievable season. We were talking about their home record um, prior to the show. Yeah. Uh, At the Access Communications Center, 
they have only lost a game in a shootout this year. Isn't that uh, crazy? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's it's very crazy. They've only lost a game in a shootout this year. Um, they've scored a lot of goals at home, and as a result, they are the winner. We should show the show the standings if we can, guys, because. Um, Recently, we were talking about this. I don't know, not the last time we showed. Maybe it was the last time we showed this. But for a second there, they weren't the leaders on the board, or they were at least tied. There was a yeah. I think it was the last time we had looked. Larange and Battleford were tied. They were tied, yeah. And that was uh, a big reason for that was that was after Larange had that massive string of home games. Mm It was at 109, I'm pretty sure, wasn't it? Battleford was out on the road. Well, that's because... (laughs) Because LaRange hasn't had a home game. LaRange hasn't had a home game (laughs) in a a month, almost. Uh, They were. It was a tie for 109. Oh, wow. Uh, Obviously, uh, Tuesday played a big part in uh, helping... A lot of goals. The Battleford North Stars secure it. But uh, a lot of goals. A lot of goals. A lot of goals. Shout out to Weyburn, if if you don't mind me here. They have skyrocketed up this Mm -hmm. chart over the course of the season. You're 100% right. And uh, we heard from Nick Nielsen, obviously, saying he had the science behind it. He had the numbers behind it. Since the Riley Morgan acquisition, I believe he said that their their goals per game had gone up by like over a goal per game or something along those lines. So Mm -hmm. look at that. Weyburn skyrocketing up this chart. They almost put themselves in contention for this trophy that's right um, and they were if you recall I, I mean I'd have to go check the I'd have to check the uh, replay check the archives check the archives a little bit but they were I want to say down seven or eight at, at one point mm-hmm. and they've jumped way up there so shout out to Weber yeah and really a shout out to all the SJ all teams. of them because it was as you saw in the standings it was a uh, collective effort yes to score all those goals at home everybody was working together yeah Everyone was working together, whether they knew it or not. Mm-hmm. They were working together to raise money uh, for kids' sport. Uh, another $20,000 raised. So congratulations awesome to the Battlefords North Stars for uh, winning the kids' sport cup. They're going to be presented, Clark, the kids' sport cup uh, sometime in March. Exciting. And same with Carson Dobson, who's going to be honored for scoring the one thousandth goal so congratulations to battlefords congratulations to carson dobson of the nippon hawks and overall congratulations to sask energy kids sports uh for putting on another great year uh the goals for kids sports uh program because another twenty thousand dollars has been raised for kids sports and kids in saskatchewan but it is now time to head to the video chat line. We're, we're pleased to be joined by the voice of the Notre Dame Hounds, Jamie Nugabauer. There he is. Jamie, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. And I got to say, the uh, Estevan Committee for the Centennial Cup, there you go. this hoodie, is like is the most comfortable hoodie I wow. own. So great job to Josh Biggs and the Estevan Bruins organization <laughs> for putting together an extremely comfortable hoodie. Good plug. Good plug. We like that. Well, do you know what? Next, yeah. uh, next SJHL Weekly, we'll get you um, a bumper below your name, and we'll we'll put hoodie expert Jamie Nugabauer. <laughs> we like that. Hey, Jamie, a big win for the Notre Dame Hounds on Monday uh, against the Weyburn Red Wings after that loss on Friday. Obviously, uh, it was a must must win hockey game for the Hounds, considering where they are in the standings. Uh, maybe just walk me through that game and uh, how it was for the Hounds and what made them so successful. Well, what made them successful is that they scored six goals. <laughs> you know, I, 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 that sounds obvious, but, yeah. you know, I said to Dion, who's acting as the head coach of the Hounds right now with Brett Pilkington, the head coach and GM, gone to the Canada Winter Games in PEI for a couple of weeks. I said, what was the difference between tonight 
and the game in Weyburn, uh the couple of the, the Friday earlier that the Hounds ended up losing three to two, and we were just basically saying there was not much of a difference other than they were able to beat Daza Mitchell uh, on the night and on Friday night the Hounds have had their well documented scoring troubles. Uh, at this point, we still say that they only have two goals or fewer in eight of the last ten games. Uh, only you know Yorkton, Kindersley, Melville have fewer goals for per game than the Hounds. Those are the teams. If you're not 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 up on the situation, or the other teams not in a playoff spot uh, right. right now. So yeah, the, the bottom line is they were able to find uh, the back of the net. Dane Proby put in two more beautiful goals. He was a goalie of the week uh, or uh, winner. Uh, a couple of weeks ago for, for a beautiful goal that he scored against Nippowin and he scored another couple of beauties. Uh, it seems like he only scores nice goals, which is kind of <laughs> funny, but uh, yeah, they, they found a way to score and they put pump, pumped Daza Mitchell with shots on Friday. They pumped him with shots again uh, on Monday and this time six went in. There you go. Now, you know, we've talked about it a few times, you know, still lots of work for the Notre Dame Hounds if they want to make the postseason. I'll ask you because you're around the team every day. What's the vibe around the team right now when it comes to, I guess, this uphill battle, you know, 10 games left, nine points back of both Nipwin and Weyburn. Uh, what's the vibe around the team when it comes to, uh, you know, them chasing down a playoff spot? Yeah, I, I would say it's uh, a mature resolve. It's not a desperation. It's not a despair. Uh, I would call it mature mature resolve. And, and I, what I mean by that is they uh, understand very much that they can't get nine points in a game. They wish they could, but it doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, you know, they need help. They got some help from Flynn Flon uh, in Nippowin a couple nights ago. Every time Nipwin and Weyburn plays, you know, I, I pay attention uh, <laughs> as much as a Notre Dame game. But, uh, you know, the truth of the matter is they can only get two points in a game. And every, right. you know, all year, Brett and Dion and the players, their messaging has been, you know, one game at a time. All we can do is win today. Uh, and, you know, I've sensed that to be genuine from the guys, you know, who isn't scoreboard watching. Anybody who says they're not scoreboard watching at this point uh, on the Hounds is probably lying, but. Yeah, it, nine points is a big mountain, but as I said, I'd say it's mature mature resolve, and they've played very, very well with the exception of a minute here, three minutes there, a third period against Battlefords. You know, lately they've played well. They've deserved maybe more points than they've gotten, so you know, there's the confidence from that as well. What do you make of this kind of race near the, you know, the final three playoff spots that haven't been clinched and, of course, involving the Notre Dame mm -hmm. Hounds? Because, you know, when I look at it, I, I think it's great to see some races, you know, for the last couple of weeks of the season. It makes a lot of uh, games interesting. But when you look at six through eight and, and of course, nine as well with the Notre Dame Hounds, uh, what do you make of it, I guess, for the last couple, two and a half weeks of the season? Yeah, I mean, so far, so I look at Weyburn and Nippon relatively similarly in that uh, their general managers, you know, Tad Cozen for Nippon and Cody Mapes for Weyburn. I know they wear the coach hats too, but they looked at their rosters at some point in the first half and said it's not acceptable that we don't make the playoffs. And it's, and they found ways to make very meaningful additions to their lineup. Obviously, it's hard to think of a more meaningful addition to their lineup, to a lineup this year than Riley Morgan. Right. Uh, to Weyburn, and you, you you mentioned it right there, Clark. They they you know they they're scoring way more goals per game just because Riley Morgan's in there. Now I'm interested to see how Riley Morgan uh, does going forward because you know I kind of sometimes get the sense when he's playing that uh, you know he he cares a lot. He cares so much that he wants that this Weyburn team to win that he stops using his teammates on occasion. 
and he needs to get away from that and trust that Ty Mason is going to be a superstar on his wing. And Jackson Hasman has 23 goals, and he knows where the back of the net is. So there's that element that he, you know, he can't do it all by himself for waiver and doesn't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, for for Nipawin, it's very interesting. You know, they they made some ads that I don't know have made as big of an impact as O'Reilly Morgan, but they got Chase Visser from the AJ. They got that uh, James Bone gentleman from the BCHL. So they made some ads. They revamped their goaltending. Those two teams did it by you know we're going to reshape our our lineup and really add Notre Dame. You know, they made a few ads. They added Mateo Speranza. They added Isaiah Peters. Uh, they added uh, Liam Hunks, who's been really really good. Um, but uh, those guys are really are all rookies. They're all young. They're not going to be the reason the Hounds make the playoffs. So you know what would have to you know the Hounds kind of did it differently than Nippon and Weyburn. The, the way that the Hounds will do it first of all, they need to be healthy because they haven't been. Jared Sitch and Vinny Palmerine either uh, out or just coming back from the lineup. But you know I really have no idea the status uh, of Jared Sitch this weekend. Vinny Palmerine did play against Weyburn, and there's another big difference maker there for Friday that Vinny being back and being being Vinny uh, was a big piece of it um, but uh, you know they need health they need the depth because they didn't make the same maybe ads that Weber and, uh, and Nipawin did so it'll be interesting to see whether they can come together and really make that run uh, you know and it's all kind of based on whether they can stay healthy of course, the Hounds, uh, they have two games in hand on both uh, Nipawin and Weyburn going into this weekend. Now, they're not going to make up any of the games in hand this weekend because all three of those teams play a pair of games, and the Hounds will be in Kindersley and Battlefords. Uh, maybe just preview the weekend uh, for Notre Dame and what you kind of expect from both matchups. Yeah, oh, boy, is it going to be tough. You know, first of all, I look at Kindersley and uh, I have this term that I call, I don't know how, how widely spread it is, it's called the dead cat bounce. So a team that, you know, has their coach let go, they're always going to get a little jolt right away. And 100%. I think they started the game against Yorkton and they were good. Uh, and then Yorkton found a way to rally yesterday. But uh, that being said, Kindersley's played hard all year, for even for Ken Plaquen, they played hard. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason to believe that they're going to be any sort of defeated team under Tyler Trapto the rest of the year. They're they're going to be tough. They're always tough at the West Central Event Center. So the Hounds better start on time, you know, get ready to go right now because if they show up slow, it's going to be bad news for the Hounds. And then the night, the next night, you know, obviously it's the turn. The tables are turned. The Hounds are always going to be the underdogs this year against the Battlefords North Stars. The Hounds have put together 20 minutes, 25, 30 great minutes against Battlefords at times this year and have looked like the best maybe 20, 25, 30 minutes of the year for the Hounds at times we've had. 2-0, 3-1 leads on Battlefords. They've been pumping Josh Cote or Justin Merrick, whoever it is, with shots and, and doing all the right things. And then five minutes of absolute horrible hockey and, you know, <laughs> Kean Bell and Jake Southgate and and, obvi- and the all the always hound killer Steve Kesslering, who just <laughs> crushes the hounds. Nine goals, I believe, and five assists over the year for him against the hounds just in this year uh, for Steve Kesslering has just been a maniac against the hounds. Um, you know, they, the Hounds got to find a way to put six, two 60-minute efforts, uh, you know, against both those teams. They're kind of the slight favorite against Kindersley, the big underdog against Battlefords. They can meet somewhere in the middle. I think I think they'll come away, you know, feeling good about themselves. But uh, obviously it's too late for moral victories for the Hounds to just mm-hmm. be happy with playing well at this point. They need as many points as possible and some help from Flynn Flon as well, of course, against Weyburn and whatever helps the rest of the year but uh, the hounds have played well at times against battlefords they've they've won a bunch of games against kindersley so i have no idea what to expect to answer your question this weekend. 
<laughs> that's what you love about the SJHL, though, is the yeah. unpredictability of the games, and that's what makes it exciting. Nugzi, thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Uh, have a great couple calls this weekend, and we'll see you on Monday. Yeah, I can't wait to get on the road. Uh, it's been a long time for the Hounds. They've had it a lot of home been, games yeah. or games in Weyburn close by, so just uh, it'll be fun to get on the bus. There you go. Nugzi, thanks so much for your time, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, boys. That is the play-by-play voice of the Notre Dame Hounds, Jamie Nugabauer. Very busy week. We touched on it uh, for the Notre Dame Hounds. Big weekend in Kindersley and Battleford's, of course, nine points back of the eighth and final playoff spot tied for uh, Nipwin and Weyburn. Chasing them both down. Uh, but heading back to the video chat line, we're going to be joined by our other co-host of SJHL Weekly, that being Rory McGoran. There he is. Rory, how are we doing, bud? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing over there? Uh, just trying to stay warm. <laughs> just trying yeah, to stay yeah, yeah. warm. It's it's a bit brisk. Uh, hey, Rory, we have lots to talk about when it comes to the Humboldt Broncos and, and the kind of the opposite side of the standings when it comes to what we talked about with Nugsy. We talked with Nugsy about kind of the race for the last couple of playoff spots. We're going to chat with you about kind of home ice advantage and the battle near the top. But we got to start with the breaking news today of Matthew Van Blericom uh, committing to Michigan Tech. I mean, he's been outstanding since he joined the Humboldt Broncos this year and, and you've seen him since, you know, day one. Maybe just talk about how he's been since joining uh, Humboldt and how well-deserved this commitment is. Yeah, what a fit immediately. Yeah. didn't seem like there was any adjustment period for him to make the jump from U18 AAA to the SJHL. Uh, the sixth overall draft pick in this June's draft for the Humboldt Broncos and quickly emerging as one of the best rookies in the SJHL. I just wish he would have been here from the start because 100%. then that's a player that that's a front runner for rookie of the year because he's leading the SJHL in points per game by a rookie although he's only played 23 games. You know, they thought his development might be better in Tisdale with the U18 AAA. He was, you know, the lead horse on that team by 20 points, I believe it was at one point. Then the Broncos make him a full-time call-up. And over the last 11 games or so, his play along with Tim Kim and Ethan Zilke has been one of the most dynamic lines that the Broncos have been able to roll out. But once again, it just shows... um, Scott Barney, the coaching staff, you know, they give the commitment, they give the mm-hmm. trust to these young kids, and they're ready when they come. They are so well-groomed, and their hockey development is already ready for this league. And you're seeing it with Karsten Cater and now Matthew Van Blaircom going to Michigan Tech. And for the Broncos, it's the uh, the seventh NCAA Division One commit in the last two years. So uh, it, it's really keep on churning, and Michigan Tech's getting one ho- heck of a hockey player. But I just can't wait to see his development continue to grow. Because what he's done in his first 23 games is pretty spectacular. It is pretty spectacular. I mean, uh, you touched on it. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he's at, what, point eight points per game so far since joining the SJHL right now. And, you know, like you mentioned, if he was here since the beginning of the year, you know, he's probably in the top three conversation when it comes to rookie of the year uh, this year. Now, He's been a big part of this humble Broncos team since, you know, joining the Broncos full time. And as a result, I know we've talked about it uh, a few times in 2023. There's no team hotter than the humble Broncos right now. Maybe just talk about the Broncos play since Christmas and what's kind of turned around for this team compared to, you know, maybe the 2022 portion of the schedule. Well, when the season started, the Broncos opened up 8-0, right? Mm-hmm. They're up there with the Battle for North Stars, which team would lose that streak first. And I think you really got to lead with, I know it's a cliche thing to say, but injuries and illness throughout yep. late October, all of November and December, 
right? They they had a total of 11 AP call-ups, 11 different players they had to call up in order to try to get a full roster while navigating through that. Well, right. finally, they're healthy again, and they've won 14 of their last 16 games, including a seven-game win streak. So this is kind of the kind of play and the style that I that you were expecting from the start of the year. You saw at the start of the year, and now you're really getting it back. So they're finally healthy. There's no injuries. There's no illness. Uh, Chase Cook, the lone one, is going to be back into the lineup this weekend now against the Nippon Hawks. And you're just seeing the full potential of this roster when it's put together. Their goaltendings come together. The defense we knew was never going to be a problem. Very experienced. And they're getting high-flying offense now, uh, you know, second in the league in terms of goals for. And a big part of it, I think, recently is they haven't lost a second period since January 11th. So that's now about 12 or 13 straight games where if they need to make an adjustment after the first period or they need to keep their foot on the pedal after the first period, they're finding ways to take over games in the middle of the game or correct mm -hmm. what they need to do in the middle of the game, which I think is all preach to coaching and then leadership in that dressing room to make sure they know what they've done right or what they need to correct in order to win those games. 100%. Let's talk a little bit about that race from two to five in the SJHL standings because, I mean, we've been talking about it week after week right now, and I'll just rattle off the points. Humboldt in second with 69 points. Flynn Flon in third with 67. LaRange in fourth with 63. And Melfort in fifth with 62 as it comes on the screen. It's going to be heated down the stretch when it comes to two through five when it comes to home ice advantage in the playoffs but right now obviously the Broncos are in the driver's seat when it comes to second place but when you look at that stretch Rory from two to five uh, what kind of stands out for you um, I think it's it's really the Flin Flon Bombers and the Humboldt Broncos I maybe at one point you really do value second place try and get yourself away from where you think that dividing line is in terms of really, really dangerous teams that, you know, just can't get into the home ice, home ice advantage. You know, a Melford, right. a LaRange, an Estevan, maybe get away from that. But then you look at the way that Weyburn's playing of late and you know how difficult it's going to be in the cage. Is second place really that much of an advantage over third place? I don't know anymore. What I do know is that Flynn Flon and Humboldt are just trying to stay in home ice advantage because how good yeah. they've been in the Whitney Forum and the Elder Peterson Arena, that's what's going to matter. But your opponent in the first round is going to be its going to be difficult. All, all these teams are able to make an upset for sure. Um, I think if they're circling one team, maybe on the financial side, you want the Nipplewin Hawks. It's the closest. You're going to get the most away crowd visiting. Your crowds will be big, you know, um, your 50-50s will be large. You'll get uh, you know a lot of support going both at the cage and in the Elder Peterson Arena. So maybe that has a little bit of a um, an asterisk on Nippowin being the preferred first-round target. But I think you're going to get great hockey if it's Estevan, if it's LaRange, if it's Weyburn, and, and whoever. But right now I think it's just for bragging rights for second place because your opponent's going to be as difficult as any other one that you could play. Well, and that's what makes the SJHL so great right now, especially this year. You look one through eight and, you know, all four playoff matchups are going to be very exciting. Um, I'll ask you then on the, the opposite end of the standings when it comes to the playoff spots, six through eight. What do you make of that race? Because uh, last weekend it got really interesting with Estevan's two losses to Humboldt, Wavern winning a bunch of games, and kind of now they're kind of sitting, you know, th there's three teams separated by six points and both Wavern and Nipwin have those games in hand. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, Weyburn's been electric. We know how hot mm -hmm. they've been. Nippowin, you know, they could have probably jumped past Estevan, but they're on a little bit of a cooler. They only have one mm -hmm. win in February, right? A couple overtime right. losses, but three regulation losses. So 
they're going to try to try to find that ground that made them so successful the turn of the calendar uh the next two games they got are against the humble broncos so those will be mm -hmm. fun games it's a potential round one playoff matchup but um i know we talked about second place from an outside league fan who wouldn't want to see Flynn Flon play Estevan in the first round of the playoffs? <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping Humboldt stays second. Flynn, Flynn Flon goes third, and then Estevan can keep above Weyburn and Nipwin because that would be just an electric opening round playoffs and just great for the league. So in the bottom race, uh, I'm not counting out Notre Dame either. I know they're mm -hmm. still right in it. Uh, two more wins against Weyburn. You really change the dynamic of what you're looking at to get into the playoffs. So they're definitely in it, but... Uh, yeah, I'm kind of more circling matchups I would love to see. And right now, as it kind of lines up, I love Flynn Flaw and Estevan. I love Melfort LaRange. There's just some really juicy playoff matchups that are lining up. Of course, a lot can change, but that's where that's where my eyes are kind of going. Yeah, to quote our good friend Jamie Nugabauer, there's a lot of sexy matchups potentially in the playoffs. Uh, I, went potentially. I went juicy matchups. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably the PG uh, way we should go with it. But you kind of alluded to it. Uh, big home and home this weekend between the Humboldt Broncos and the Nipwin Hawks. Potential first round playoff matchup. Maybe just preview uh, the two games. Yeah, um, you know, the Humboldt Broncos, as good as they've been at home, they've been exceptional on the road. 16 and 8 on mm -hmm. the season. They'll start off in the cage where uh, it's, you know, as hard as a building, you're going to play in really short. Nipowin's super fast on their own rink. Their crowds are showing up in, uh, you know, gatherings. So I expect what would normally be a divisional type of matchup, although they're outside of the division, but that style of hockey. Humboldt wants to continue their winning ways, wants to continue that seven-game winning, seven winning streak, wants to stay ahead of Flin Flon in second place, 100%. And the Nipowin Hawks, they're now looking at Notre Dame as well. It's not just Weyburn that we thought mm -hmm. maybe two and a half weeks ago was the team they could catch. Nipwin's got to watch Notre Dame, and they're going to have to find a way to kind of get out of this little bit of a cooler they're on. I'm not worried about them, but uh, it's big for Notre Dame, and I think for Humboldt, just status quo. The way you're playing, stick to it. First period, second period, you know, they've been fantastic, and then they close out games in the third as well. But, um, yeah, I just think they just got to stick to their game plan because – Right now, they're playing the best hockey in 2023 out of any team in the SJHL. And regardless, both rinks are going to be uh, electric for both of those games between the Broncos and the Hawks uh, this weekend. Rory, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. Have a great two calls this weekend, and uh, we'll see you on Monday back in the studio. My pleasure, pal. Stay warm over there, and we'll see you on Monday. <laughs> Stay warm. All right, that is the play-by-play -play voice of the humble Broncos, Rory McGoran. We'll bring back Clark. Clark, we talked about it. I mean, this race, the, the two races, and we alluded to it in the standings, it's going to make the last two and a half weeks of the season very exciting because I think when you look at some of those races, and, and especially after this weekend, because mm -hmm. with this weekend and – Nipwin, Notre Dame, and Waver all playing two games. Mm -hmm. If Notre Dame can go out and get a couple of points and potentially, you know, Humboldt and Flin Flon can do Notre Dame some favors, all of a sudden it becomes a three-horse race down there for the last two playoff spots. Yeah, but exactly. on the flip side of it, it could get – the mountain could get even – you know, taller for the climb for the Notre Dame Hounds. Yeah, like when Rory was talking about some of the records and stuff that these teams have kind of been going through, like Nipwin, past 10 games, 3-4-3 three, and three in their past 10 games. Yeah. Estevan, 2-5-2-1. Two, two, yeah. A lot of numbers in that one. Um, but, you know, a few weeks ago, 
uh, even a, over a month ago, let's go that far back. Uh, Estevan, you know, they were they were right in that conversation, and not that they aren't still. They were for the fifth spot, for, you know, t- talking about the top five, and this well, unfortunate I, last ten games. They, they're, I would take them out of the conversation for the top five now. That's, they've only got five games left. They've only got five games. They've exactly. only got five games left. But I'm just saying, like the, this last ten games has kind of yeah. put a stamp on that. Almost. Yes, 100. percent And uh, with Nipawin, how hot they were there for that stretch. Yeah, we thought they were. We thought they were going to push maybe for six, and you know mm-hmm. now they've those past ten games. Uh, now Weyburn has took an adv- taken advantage of that with their past ten games right. being six two and two, uh, and you know it's just it's put, put such more uh, emphasis on how how crazy that race has been and is going to continue to be for the last you know seven or eight games of the season. Well, and then the potential posi- positioning. That's yeah. where I think it gets even more interesting for too, sure. because now you have Weyburn and Nipwin tied for uh, seventh place in the SJHL standings, and you know. Both of them have three games in hand yeah. on Estevan, and I, I, I teased it earlier. But if all three, if both those teams win those three games in hand, all those teams are tied. All yeah. three of them are tied. Insane. Which could make it. Then it's like, who knows? Who yeah. knows what's going to happen uh, yeah. when it comes to you know the one versus eight, the two versus seven, the three versus six matchup in the SJHL. And I kind of like what Rory's saying though. Is is you kind of just. You look at those, you know, even you include Notre Dame in it because they're not, they're definitely not out of it. Yeah. And you look at some of those potential matchups. There's definitely a lot of fun ones. There's definitely a lot of fun ones. A ton of fun ones. And I think that's why kind of for me over the last stretch here, that six through nine battle Mm -hmm. has been, has been almost more enticing to pay attention to than that two through five. Not that the two through five, the shifting of that two through five (laughs) has been so crazy because literally those four teams have all been basically up and down in that little two through five spot. Mm -hmm. But the six through nine battle for the last like month has held my attention so strongly and it's only gotten better when I thought it might've kind of settled itself by now. It's only gotten more intriguing. And I'll say this. I was at the game last Friday between Weyburn and uh, Notre Dame in Weyburn. And it was a very good game. Yeah. Very good game between both of those teams. It was. uh, It felt like a playoff. It felt like a playoff game with the importance of it. There was a lot of urgency. Both goalies played really well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Weyburn ended up winning that game 3-2. And, you know, Nugsy kind of alluded to it. You know, the Hounds did not play a bad game that game. Mm -hmm. Just as Mitchell played extremely well. So He tends to do that every once in a while. uh, Yeah, I would say more times times than not. He plays plays very well. And so where, where... it gets interesting too is uh you know rory alluded to it is uh there's still those two more games between notre dame right. and wayburn this season so after this weekend you never know they might be even closer they might still have those two games in hand and they also might have two more games against wayburn so it's going to be interesting yep. last two and a half weeks of the season uh let's get into the weekend matchups we've kind of looked at uh, a few of them because we've had both rory and nugsy on to talk about uh humboldt notre dame and some of the matchups so let's look at the friday schedule of course humboldt at nipawin potential preview of a first round matchup in uh, the postseason i know rory mentioned it about um potential matchups and everything like that and what you kind of hope for and everything and i know we had spoken with rory and he personally would like to see hopefully a a matchup involving a team closer by so they don't have to travel too far yeah Yeah, for sure but uh melville against battlefords and uh, i think uh some eyes will be on battlefords uh tomorrow night friday night because 
Kian Bell could hit his 50th goal, sitting at 49. Yep. Uh, going into Friday's and the clinch game of the against number the one Mel- spot too. And one right? point. Yes, Battleford is one point away from clinching uh, the number one spot. The Flin Flon Bombers play host to the Weyburn Red Wings. That'll kick off two games. Uh, the Flin Flon Bombers currently have a five-point edge on the Melfort Mustangs for the Sherwood Division and a four-point edge on the LaRange Ice Wolves. Uh, Flin Flon, though, does have a game in hand on Melfort and three games in hand on LaRange. So two wins this weekend, and Flin Flon can be very close uh, to clinching the Sherwood Division. And another potential playoff matchup. And another potential first-round playoff matchup. Yep. Uh, big one, Notre Dame in Kindersley to take on the Clippers. And then finally, the big one, and this is another big playoff, uh, potential playoff preview. In the four versus five matchup, the LaRange Ice Wolves visit the Melfort Mustangs, uh, two Sherwood Division rivals. Uh, boy, oh boy, the Northern Lights Palace is going to be rocking Friday night for that matchup. And then we go to Saturday, and we have another, Clark, what's it called? It's a Super Saturday. That's super what it's Saturday. called. Saturday. I knew right away. As soon as I said that, you were like, "What is he talking about?" Do, no, because I was like, "What are you referring to?" Because there's a few things on this day of sure. awesome games. I'm like, "You gonna say marquee matchup? Where no. are we going with here?" Super Saturday. Super Saturday. Because all the teams are in action. All the teams. All in 12 action. teams in the SJHL are in action. The Yorkton Terriers visit the Estevan Bruins. Of course, the Bruins. Uh, they're just a couple of points away from clinching a playoff spot. Like I mentioned, if Notre Dame. Loses both of their games this weekend on the road. And Estevan wins their game Saturday night. They will put an X beside their name and they will clinch a playoff spot in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League playoffs. And they'll have a chance to defend their title. The Balfour North Stars will play host to the Notre Dame Hounds. The Flin Flon Bombers and the Weyburn Red Wings will run it back at the Whitney Forum. The second half of the home and home between Nipawin and Humble. That time at uh, the Elgar Peterson Arena. And the Kindersley Clippers will play host to the Melville Millionaires. And then the second half of that home and home between Melfort and LaRange. Boy, oh boy. You know, we pulled up the standings and Melfort and LaRange right now separated by just one point in the SJHL standings. LaRange currently with 63 points. Melfort with 62. The big difference is, Clark, Melfort has two games in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the interesting thing is... These two teams still play three more times this season. Whew. So, uh, LaRange has five games left. Yep. <laughs> so. Math. We're going to do some math here, folks. Five minus three is two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the other two games uh, for the LaRange Ice Wolves are against the Flin Flon Bombers. Very difficult schedule wow. for LaRange to wrap Seriously. up the season. Three straight games against Melfort. Then two, uh, home and home against the Flin Flon Bombers to wrap up the regular Whew. season. Uh, well, they'll, Clark- be, they'll be playoff ready. You'd, yeah, <laughs> like that's the that's the good part about they'll that. definitely be playoff. Uh, all those teams will be playoff yeah. ready. You know, it, it's you know always heated in the Sherwood division between Absolutely. those two teams. But uh, Clark, a full slate of games, eleven on the schedule. What's the one thing that you're kind of keeping your eye on this weekend? Okay, are you gonna take the obvious answer? I'm gonna go with. Well, I guess the, which obvious? What's the obvious answer okay, to you? You go first. Because my obvious, my obvious <laughs> answer, um, I I really just want to see. I mean, Larange Melford. Who's going to set the tone? Yeah, that's, and like you that's said, the obvious that's the obvious answer. one. Because the other one I was going to say is uh, the the Weyburn Flintflon because sure. it's it's an opportunity for Weyburn. I'll take that one. You can take the other one. Okay. I'll, it's an sure. opportunity for Weyburn to, I guess, put a stamp on this hot streak that they've been on. If they can go up to Flintflon. And get a win in the wit, get a win or 
multiple points, like more than two, like maybe they, you know, squeak sure. out three points or something along the line. You know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. If they can, if they can put a bit of a stamp on this hot streak that they've been on and, and do that, I think that's going to be a statement. Uh, and I, I think you, if you can win one of those two games in the Whitney forum, I think you're going to have a lot of confidence Yeah, uh, exactly. for the rest of your games remaining, especially, and you got to think too, Weyburn's going to have some confidence uh, just going up to Flin Flon and playing the Bombers, mm-hmm. they just beat the Flin Flon Bombers at Crescent Point Place in Weyburn just a few weeks ago. Yep. So they know they can beat them, but it's obviously the Whitney Forum is a different animal. And quite frankly, the Whitney Forum is uh, this year the second hardest building to win in this year as the Bombers have an 18-3, one and one record at the Whitney Forum uh, this year. So that plays, I mean... They don't call it the zoo for no reason. It's true. Uh, the Whitney Forum's always a very difficult place to play. Those fans, that fan base, that community always makes it very difficult to play. Uh, as you get closer and closer to playoff time, it gets even more difficult. And shout out to them in general okay for that uh hockey day what was it called yes hockey hockey night in the north or hockey, hockey day in the north in last the north. week yeah a huge shout out to the uh for the flint Flon bombers community because yeah. it was free admission to the whitney forum for the friday night game between the flint Flon bombers and the battleford's north stars and honestly you couldn't have asked a for a better atmosphere the crowd was rocking the Crazy. place was packed yeah um Director of Marketing, Jacob Faith, was in attendance. He said it was electric. Yeah. I can um, only imagine. And you couldn't... And and sorry, Battleford, but um, <laughs> that was a perfect result for the Flint Flon Bombers that night. Yeah. I mean, they won 6 nothing. I think Battleford's they, got their payback. They, they outshot them 45-18, something like that. You couldn't have... I think I said it when I wrote the article. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have asked for a more perfect hockey night in the North for the Flint Flon community. Exactly. I mean, Battleford's did get their payback, though. They did. They they, they won the next night. They won the next night. So Yes. But that night was just perfect. Shout out to the sponsors that made that possible. Yeah, awesome. I I feel like a spokesperson for Flint Flon here, but (laughs) shout out to the sponsors that made that one possible because that's such a cool idea. And what a better time of the Mm -hmm. year to to open up your doors to the community than six or seven games before the playoffs. I guess for Flint Flon, it's it's eight, I Mm -hmm. guess. But the perfect timing to just get everybody riled up Sure. Right before game one of a potential series right. where you might end up playing Estevan, for example, if that happens, but oh, or whatever it happens to I'll be. I'll say this now, and you can quote me on it. If that's the first round playoff series, you know where I am for game one. That series. Yeah. Flint Flon. You're going yeah. to Manitoba. Yeah. Yeah. Flint Flon. Yeah. That was that was exactly. Um, you know what? In the same realm. Um, we should also give a shout out to uh, the community of Humboldt because on Family Day, uh, they also had free admission. I saw that. Yeah, they had, they had free shout admission for uh, yeah. for their game against the Kindersley Clippers as well. Right. So a big shout out to all the sponsors in Humboldt yeah. for, as well. Let's for, just like put that out there as an idea that all the teams should start stealing. Uh, get some sponsors on board, and if they want to get involved, that's a great one. Do that. Do that as a day. Like, that's awesome. Free admission. Obviously, the sponsors help cover some of that. Yep. And then everybody has an awesome time. And that's a really, really, really great initiative. And I don't know who started it, but do more of it, everybody. <laughs> there, there you go. Marketing there you go. tips. Marketing tips. With uh, uh, Clark. Yep. Um, okay, so you took Weyburn and uh, yeah, Flynn Flynn. Fl- we got off Flayburn, topic. Flynn Flynn, yeah. We got off topic, but we had to give a big shout out to those communities Absolutely. and those sponsors, the fan bases. Yeah. Um, Yes, I'll, I'll tackle LaRange and Melfort because 
I I look at this one and, and for me personally, I'm look I gotta actually guys, let's pull up if we could pull up the standings just one more time. Here we go. We'll pop it up on the screen and uh, we'll take a look at it. But uh Larange and Melfort, they're separated by one point. Both those teams, um so valuable home ice advantage. Yes. Like uh, home ice advantage between these two teams is extremely valuable. Um, I think so much, uh, a bit more so for LaRange. I think for the LaRange Ice Wolves because they've been so good at home this year and they have struggled a little bit on the road. But the thing is with this home and home series is this home and home this weekend could essentially decide who's going to get home ice between those two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a big weekend for LaRange because, again, you have to have... There's, they Melford Mustangs have two games in hand. So these head-to-head matchups are going to matter even more so for LaRange because even if, say, LaRange and Melford split this weekend, then Melford's only one point back of them and LaRange only has three games left. Yeah. One against Melford and two against Flin Flon and Melford still has five games left. Right. So it gets <laughs> trickier. But so this is a Im- very important weekend between LaRange and Melford if they want home ice advantage in that first round of the playoffs. And you know what? There's still lots, lots to be determined uh, when it comes to, um, you know, seeding, positioning and uh, all that. Um, I have the records up right now, actually, for, for home. LaRange, 17-5-3-1 at the Mel. That's uh, tied for the uh, second most points at home, at yeah. home in the SJHL. Melfort, no slouch either. 16-4-2-2. Two two. Yeah. And if you look just to the right of those numbers, they're streaks uh, at home. Sure. 6-0-0-1 for Melfort and 5-0-1 for LaRange. They're both hot at home recently. Well, uh, you know what well I, mean? I mean, for LaRange, it hasn't been recently. It's been a minute they, for LaRange. <laughs> they've been on the road But, for Jeremy, a while. just to add to your point sure. there, just to like build exactly on what you're talking about, mm-hmm. both those teams on the road now, let's look at that. Sure. Melfort, 11-10-3-1 on the road. Mm-hmm. And LaRange, 12-12-0-1 on the road. So Pretty identical records. Very Pretty close. much 500. About 500. And so when you, when you say mm-hmm. that home ice advantage for those teams, is important Mm -hmm. it's just stamped by you know and in fairness i guess on the road throughout the entire league this year they're actually some of the in terms of points some of the better road teams (laughs) oh 100 percent. but at the same time um at the same time you know home ice advantage when you can be a 720 team at home or a 500 team on the road home ice advantage is huge it's huge a thousand percent i mean when you only have it speaks to how well every team in the SJHL, even the teams that um, aren't in the playoffs, mm-hmm. how, how good they've been at home because there's only four teams uh, above 500, a 500 win percentage or point percentage at home. Yep. And that's Melfort, Flynn, Flon, Humboldt, Balford. Everyone else is uh, like LaRange and Nipwin are both 500. But everyone else is below that. So it just speaks how, how valuable home ice advantage is, especially in the SJHL, because yeah. of all the, A, all the different rinks, mm-hmm. uh, and, and definitely all the different atmospheres. Because, boy, oh, boy, how many times have we said this year on this show, SJHL Weekly, um, any interviews you know, with, with our broadcasting friends across the league, all the great play-by-play voices, that, you know, insert building name is such a tough place to play. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty widespread. Almost everyone. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So it just speaks to how valuable home ice advantage Huge. is going to be uh, when it comes to the playoffs. So uh, I've got my eyes tuned in on LaRange and Melfort. And uh, I mean, and then you have Flynn Flon only two points back a Humboldt for second. I mean, there's lots to uh, there's lots, lots to lo- look into this weekend in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh, with 11 games on the schedule. Of course, if you want to uh, stay up to date in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That is where you can find the video version of this show. You can find SJHL Weekly. You can find all the highlights from each and every game in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, plus more and more great features that we have coming down the pipe in the SJHL. Lots, lots of stuff coming out, especially with only two and a half weeks left in the regular season. And it's playoff time, Clark. Wow. It's playoff time. It Whew. snuck up on us. But Man, it sneaks up. It does. The season uh, has gone by very quickly, and there's still lots and lots and lots to be determined. And you know what else has to be determined, Clark? Mm, you know what I was going to say is once playoffs come around, it gets a lot closer to a certain date that I think I'm, you might be referring to. Yes, in this that is what I'm referring to. Uh, what is to be determined? There it is. See, <laughs> I'm glad the guys in the back. We were on the same page. The same segue. You yeah. know, the Polaris side by side raffle, the SJHL raffle, uh, it's underway. Mm-hmm. Tickets Very. available until April 23rd. The big thing is, Clark, there's only 5,000 available. There's only 5,000 tickets available. So get your tickets today. SJHLraffle.ca. Like I said, the deadline, April 23rd. The draw date is April 27th. Right slap in the middle of the SJHL final. Right here on SJHL Insider. On SJHL Insider. Hopefully from the Polaris dealership. That'd be fun. Hopefully from the Polaris dealership. Hopefully on a nice sunny day. In April. In April. (laughs) Uh, Fingers. Spring. Fingers. Oh, yeah. We're so close, yet it feels so far. Now, you're not, if you win this Polaris side by side, you're not taking it out for uh, a ride in a day like today. No. Um, I'd rip it around in the spring, though. Oh, the spring and the summer. You're driving that to work. You're driving that to work to the IKS studios. What's the top speed of that bad boy would be? Do you know what? Do you know? You, you can find out at oh. sjhlraffle.ca <laughs> where you can get all the information about the SJHL raffle and the SJHL Polaris side-by-side, which you could win, Clark, if you purchase your tickets today. Because there's only 5,000 available, one for 25, three for 60. Or if you already have them. for 100. Like me. I already have them. There you go. So, so be but sure to get your tickets. My today. point is, I have to drive on the ring road to get to work, and I wonder mm-hmm. if you can rip up to 100 on those bad boys. Probably not 100 necessarily, but I wonder if you could drive on the ring road with that thing. Producer Jordan, director Jordan, says pretty close. Pretty close? Pretty close. Well, dang. He just said that in my ear. Let's go. I'm going to get more tickets. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably better on fuel than some cars. Most cars, I would think. (laughs) In this economy. Jeez, let's go. We're not going to get into that. Now we're getting, now we're really getting off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to, yeah, never mind. (laughs) Uh, We're getting off the rails. Welcome to In This Economy with Jeremy Corrigan. <laughs> That's the other show we That's have. The other show. That's the other show we have at IKS. Yeah. Uh, regardless, we have uh, eleven games this weekend. 
Wow. A lot of fun. Buckle lot of fun. up yes. in your side-by-sides. Buckle up in your side-by-sides. Uh, before we go, though, we have to give a big shout-out to our sponsors once again. Because, again, without our great sponsors, these shows would not be possible. Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Tourism, Saskatchewan, SGI, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, which presents our coaches' conversations whenever we have them throughout the season. Young's Equipment. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Of course, uh, if you can't watch the video version of SJHL uh, Weekly or SJHL Insider, you can get the audio version uh, wherever you get your podcast from. There you go. Apple, Spotify. Uh, so be sure to subscribe there today. Uh, you know, again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel. 11 games in the SJHL this weekend. If you can't make it out to your local rink, if you're busy, you can uh, catch all the action on Hockey TV. No better time to get your subscription than now, Clark. Jeez. Because it's playoff time. We're getting close to the playoffs. Also, if you're busy, like change your plans. Go to the games. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Just change them. Just change your plans. Got it. All right. (laughs) Having a baby this weekend? Push it off. (laughs) Nope. Not happening. We're going to the game. Don't think it works. This doesn't work that way? Okay. I mean, I should know that. I have a couple of my own, but anyways, either way. Thanks for that, Clark. You're welcome. All right. So 11 games on tap this weekend. Uh, If you can't make it out to your local rink, you can catch the games on hockey TV. And of course, if you can't make, if you can't watch the games on hockey TV, we got you covered. All the highlights on the SJHL YouTube channel. Regardless, 11 games on the schedule this weekend. Going to be a great weekend uh, for Clark Monroe. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. This has been another great episode of SJHL Insider. And enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.